Hey everyone, I'm Alex, and welcome to The Roasted Mind, the show where we enjoy some coffee, have a conversation about self-help, personal interests, and growth, and express the thoughts that can be a bit harder to discuss. So, have a seat, grab a cup of coffee, let's talk. Hey everybody, good morning again to what seemingly is another Saturday, a Saturday that's honestly pretty peaceful, um, I feel like. I feel like it's a lot different than what it has been in the past, especially with uh, what's been going on recently in my life, and maybe that's just a personal thing, maybe that's like why my Saturday feels kind of so calm, feels different. Um, I'm recently kind of getting over the loss of a pet of mine um, from two weeks ago, uh, Bearded Dragon, uh, Little Bernard, and that was his name, Bernard the Pancake, and he brought me tremendous joy. He showed me that I can really love something that I never thought I would love. I've never thought I would love a reptile. I never thought that I could have a lizard as a pet, and when I got him, all of that changed. My worldview changed, and I don't know. I think now that he's gone, it's a little bit of a wake up call for me because now I'm starting to look back at all the photos and starting to look back at all the memories and really thinking about, well, he really did change my perspective on a lot of things. He really did change my my growth. I mean, who I was and what I thought I was capable of loving. He changed that. And I think in its simplest form, the way you love a pet is the way you love a pet. And the way I loved him is the same way I loved my previous dog who passed away last year and my current dog who, I mean, lives now. (laughs) This discussion on simplicity is kind of what fuels today's episode. I currently have uh, just a cappuccino with oat milk, something very simple, no added flavor, just a simple drink. And a cappuccino is incredibly simple because it only consists of three parts. It's equal part espresso, steamed milk, and milk froth. And this kind of contrasts to a latte, which is just steamed milk and a bit of milk foam, or a flat white, which is a double, you know, single or double shot espresso with just a flat layer of steamed milk. Depending on how you want your strength of espresso, you will order either one of these. And I was honestly going to order a flat white. I went into this uh, new coffee shop, I think it's an Israeli coffee shop, pretty, pretty interesting, and... Um, I went in ordering or with the mindset of ordering a flat white and I came out with a cappuccino because I didn't see a flat white on the menu. I'm pretty sure if I had asked, they probably would have made it, but it's okay. So I guess the topic of this episode isn't necessarily the cappuccino itself. It's one of these three orders, one of the very simple, basic, at its core foundations of what makes all the other drinks that you could get. So in terms, you could listen to this episode while drinking a cappuccino, a latte, or a flat white, and it would really all apply because they're simple. They're simple orders that at their heart are the core of everything else, are the core of the foundation of, like I said, all these other drinks that you drink, or really what makes coffee, coffee. If you want the espresso taste, you'll get one of these drinks. And you'll taste it, depending on which one you want. And you can do, you know, I'll tell you, flat white is going to have the strongest taste. Uh, uh, cappuccino will probably have the the least taste. But depending on how you want it, um, you order this very simple drink. And it's very comforting. And it's very heartwarming. And to me, this 
drink feels very nostalgic. It feels like I'm at, you know, outside of a cafe drinking, um, drinking my cappuccino with a little pot of chocolate or almond croissant or something like that. And I think that's beautiful. Getting that kind of feeling from a drink so simple as this, getting that kind of emotion, uh, fake memory, you know, desired memory from a very simple drink. We kind of all strive for simplicity. I mean, it's pretty much the basic component of what makes us unique. At our core, our personal definition taps into our fundamental being. And it can really be easy to forget that. I mean, think about as you grow up, as we grow up, how much you add on, how complex you want your life to seem, how different you want it to be from everybody else, and how unique you strive yourself to be by trying so hard. The more and more you seemingly, well, seem to try, the more complex it gets, the harder it is to kind of reevaluate really who you are at your, at your foundation in your simplest form, what it means to really be you. Yeah, your personal definition is skewered with added fluff and text and different types of pronunciations and all these different definitions. And it can really be hard to remember exactly where you came from or what you were building up from or what you're building up to because you don't remember what you're building up from. All this complexity in growing up continuously striving to be bigger and better not only from everybody else but from yourself comparing contrasting your life with everybody else's lives around you your peers your enemies and seeing well they're doing this so how do I top that or I think I should be doing this how do I top myself or this celebrity on tv is doing a million things why aren't I let me try to do what they're doing or maybe let me do more than they're doing a lot of that kind of adds on, you know, piles it on top of the bricks that are your foundation. And the taller and taller it gets, the easier it is to fall. You make a brick wall that's seemingly wider than it is taller, and you have more stability. You have the ability to kind of jump over that hurdle instead of trying to climb it or going around it going around yourself, going around who you really are and who you're denying that you are because you just want to be or seemingly seem complex. You want to seemingly seem interesting. But I think now as the times change, and I've noticed this especially in, in the 2020s, simplicity seems to be best. Simplicity seems to be kind of the aesthetic, and that's really what some people are striving for, is that look of simplicity. And it's very interesting because that's a lot different than what it was back in the 2010s or even the late 2000s, how the more and more you add on, the more complex you get, the more complex your outfits get, the more complex your regimen becomes, the more interesting you seem. And it's a, real, it's a real big reversal, and maybe that part plays into my whole outlook on simplicity now, is how important it is to go back to those roots, how important it is to kind of see simplicity not as a step back, but as a progression forward. Simplicity shouldn't be something that we get away from. It should be something that I think we should strive for. This should be something that if there's an ignorance of, then there can never be a build up towards as kind of you know book 
text sounding that I'm trying to make that sound. Um, I'm really hoping that that hit more than, than what it actually sounded like in my head. But basically, my progression towards simplicity is a couple steps that I've really been working on um, ever since my, my beloved Beardy, Beardy passed away. Um, a couple things I've been doing. I've been reading more. I have been reading more. Um, it took me about almost a year to finish Dune, uh, and then I took a break from reading. You know, I was reading One Piece. I was reading manga very consistently. I caught up on Boruto, and I'm reading other ones. But I'm talking about actual books, books, right? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? I started Murakami's uh, Norwegian Wood, uh, and I only started it because I got very distracted by other media. And that that I'm going to talk about that right now. But you know, others, I got very distracted from other media, and I started reading more. Um, books currently i started uh this book called the piano a history in 100 pieces which basically describes um the piano using 100 pieces and analyzing them not just talking about why these pieces are important but talking about the historical factor of these pieces and i like it because it goes into um the composer like right now i'm on i, I i'm on bach but not bach bach his son Bach, C.E. Bach, and you know, it's interesting that you get that history of the composer, of who they're influenced by, of their history, who they would play for, the kind of scandalous stories, but also um, you get an analysis of the piece itself on certain bars. And she really describes, well, on bar five, you know, this is a pattern in a five four with the melody going, you know, uh, ascending and the bass line constantly staying stable, but it works. Another song, another uh, book I've been reading is Albert Camus. It's a collection. It's a collection of the plague, the fall, um, some other ones, and then the myth of Sisyphus. And those are really the only three that I'm going to read, uh, just because I want to kind of get the ball rolling on reading more texts and reading more, kind of understanding more from my readings. And I feel like if I stay so much on one book, then I'll kind of get caught up on that. And not really that, I guess, just because this is a collection of books, and I'm already admittedly a kind of a slow reader, um, I don't want to get lost in one book or one collection of different books, um, you know, for a long period of time. And I want to take this, this Albert Camus collection as that. It's separate pieces, separate works, which they are. So I'm going to read The Plague, The Fall. I'm going to skip the other ones in between. I think it's uh, the guillotine and then um, I can't remember the other one. I think it's observations or something and uh, the myth of Sisyphus. And I'll read that one and then I'll move on to whatever. Maybe I'll finish Norwegian Wood. But I think the cool part is that I'm actually reading and it's something that I've always wanted to work on. It's something that I've always in, been interested in doing as a kid, but because I was trying to make myself more complex, trying to make myself seem cool, uh, for a while I wasn't reading, and then I just lost it. I had just lost that ability. I used to love going to the library as a kid, as a kid though, and I would lose that ability to read or that lose that interest in reading. And now I don't read, and now I'm a slow reader, and now my interests lie other places, but I think that you can learn a lot from a book. You can learn a lot from reading, and I am. I am learning a lot, even just from these two books that I'm reading. And so I seemingly have just kind of gotten back into that into that habit, into kind of that foundation of who I used to be in order to find out who I could become. Some of the things I'm doing, I'm actually practicing, actually, actually practicing uh, the piano. 
I'm taking it serious. I had a couple of PDFs of different books. I've had uh, two of the real books, um, some old PDFs that I gotten from an old piano jazz instructor that when I took lessons one semester. Um, and so I've been using those and I'm taking lessons. I'm going to be taking lessons soon. I'm working things out with uh, my instructor right now, but I mean, hey, it's progress. And like I've been talking about ever since I started this podcast is how I want to do things, how I want to play more music, how I want to do this and that. And look at me. Now I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing it. And I'm working towards that simplicity of, of my foundation, of my core, of because I love music, because I like music. And if I continuously tell myself that I need to, I need to, I need to, instead of I'm doing that I'm just putting that foundation on delay, then who I am, I'll never become. Who I could be, I'll never grow into. The brick wall will continuously get taller and taller, and I'm just going around it. Something else I'm doing um, in the early stages, in the early stages, I'm looking for memberships, um, trying to you know work out more consistently, and taking a break from working out at a gym and going every day and managing my calories and making sure I get all this and that and making sure I don't eat all this and that. I think taking a break from all that really opened my eyes to see like, well, hey, I can work out and not be so stressed out about working out. I've been going to the gym with a dear friend of mine um, using her using her guest passes, ad, uh, admittedly, and I really do like it. I really do enjoy it. And I think I'm not afraid of it anymore because I don't see fitness or exercise as an amalgamation of, hey, you need to get skinny, skinny, skinny. You need to not eat. You need to continuously, you know, monitor your calories, monitor your macros. And if you're not skin and bones and you're not good enough. No, working out from home was enough for me for a while. It really was. But I do kind of want to get more fit. Um, I used to run three miles in about 15 minutes flat, and now three miles would probably take me 25, 25 to 30 minutes to run. So I think that's pretty cool, you know, going back to a really, because I would work out all the time, and so I'm going back to that, but on my own terms. I mean, I'm not going to be dieting all that much. Some things are still going to stay the same, you know, even now. I try not to eat as much added sugars. I try not to eat as much fats. That's about it. You know, I love fruit, so I'll just, you know, I'll just munch on a thing of fruit. And it's funny is I don't even count it as my diet. I don't even count it as my diet at all um, or into what I'm eating, you know, because I'm like, well, fruit is fruit. <laughs> it gets digested easily. Another thing I'm doing, um, cleaning photos. I'm cleaning out photos in my photo library just because a lot of it's fluff, man. Whether it's selfies that I've taken, you know, 30 of or it's pictures of a rock or, you know, of a memory of something that doesn't really need to be remembered. I think just kind of going back and cleaning out photos also helps me see really who I was and what was going on at that point. It helps me remember the things that I was going through and, and working things out, working things out and remembering, well, okay, yeah, I was wrong in this picture or yeah, you know, I did enjoy it, but did I really um, want to be there even if I did enjoy it in another picture? And so not only are you kind of cleaning out memories, cleaning out and saving storage on your phone, but you're also looking back and reflecting. And a lot of that is like, okay, yeah, maybe I should work on this. Maybe I should work on this because that's not who I am. And I know that's not who I am because in my simplest form, I'm a nice guy, you know, or, or in my simplest form, you know, I'm not that serious or maybe I am a little more serious. And 
so I'm trying that out, trying that out. And I'm only at the beginning, you know, I've only gotten through like the first, I think my, my photo album on my phone goes back to like 2015, 24, no, 2014 or 2013. And so I'm still there, but eh, when I get time, you know, just every so often. And so kind of this progression towards simplicity really does open my eyes. Not only does it show me who I am at my core, but it shows me who I can become. It shows me who I want to become. It shows me what's really important to me. Who's important to me, the concepts that are important to me, what it'll take to get there, and to not just be a, a shining symbol of, of an example for everybody around me, but just to feel comfortable in my own skin. I think that's really the important part about finding that simplicity again, finding who you are, making these changes in your life, getting rid of people, getting rid of habits, um, you know, building up on your current habits and really strengthening those relationships you have with people. A lot of that will help you feel comfortable with who you are, help you feel better about yourself and help you remember that you're an example to yourself, that this is your life and nobody else matters. And after years and years of comparison and making dreams and thinking that I could be at one place instead of another and thinking that I was dealt a bad, you know, bad hand of cards at life or whatever. And it's really it's really tough to stop talking down on yourself when you've constantly tried to become so complex, try to add on so much to yourself and try to overwork yourself to to be more and more and more instead of looking back and taking a couple steps back. Because, yeah, a couple steps back is a couple steps back. It's not moving forward. But when you think about all the steps you've already taken forward, are three steps back really that big of an issue? All the things that I've done, all the things that I've seen, the people I've talked to, the moments I've shared, whether it's something that people know about or people don't know about, those memories, my experiences, everything that I've gone through, is a buildup and continuously helps me build up. But now those are, you know, in the past. Those are all added layers of complexity that are still there. I'm not saying to get rid of layers of complexity. I'm not saying to forget about everything that you've learned and forget about everything that you've been through and just break down that very, very tall layered stack of brick walls. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in a tall spire of this brick wall that you've built, named complexity, there is still room for you to widen and out. There is still room for you to add simplistic layers, add simplistic foundation, and make it wider and wider and wider, add more depth instead of fluff onto who you are. Because that simplicity is going to Strengthen that brick wall, yeah. But it'll make it less easy to go around yourself. To tell yourself, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Or to tell yourself, well, I'm not important. I know I might be talking out of my ass <laughs> with this episode. Um, because, I mean, the drink of it is just a, it's just a cappuccino. It's just a latte. It's just a flat white. But if that's just all it is, then why is it worth so much? Why do people get it all the time? Why is it not only easy to make, easy to drink, but brings so many memories? It makes me think of like I'm somewhere else. Why does it have so much depth, so much density in a sip of one of these drinks? 
because at its form, it reminds you of every every other drink you've drinking. At its at its core, it reminds you of everything else that you've been through. At your foundation, you should remind yourself that hey, you are proud to be you. Not only because you've worked on your simplest form, not only because you've also had these complex layers to yourself, but because you recognize who you are. But because you know who you are, you know what you want. And from there, you can go on and get it. Recognition of simplicity means the growth into simplicity. So thank you again, everybody, for listening to today's episode. Um, Again, I apologize for being late last week or not releasing anything at all, but I'm going to be back on track. Um, I got a lot to work on, a lot to change on this show. I've recently put on a message on my Instagram talking about how I want this show to be different than what it used to be, not be a repetition of such, but to really feel like a heartfelt project. Um, Minisodes will be coming back next week, and um, I truly hope you enjoy. All right. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Bye.